Hi everyone, and you are now tuning into the No BS Therapy podcast. Uh, no bullshit here. Um, I'm Christina. I'm Danielle. And we are both licensed therapists. And today we are going to talk on the topic of shooting. I mean, what? What? <laughs> Should I just, I, should, oh, I guess people don't. Nobody knows what shooting is. Oh, nobody knows what shooting is. I guess, I, I guess it's because I'm so used to saying it. Okay. So, should, as in the word should, I like to call it shooting. Um, and I typically will say you're shooting all over yourself. So we're going to get into a lot of more detail. So don't, don't be like, what the hell are they talking about? And immediately want to just like sign off because we're definitely going to get into more detail about that. But anybody who works with me or has ever worked with me knows that I consistently use the phrase should is the dirtiest word. And I'm going to pause because I know somebody out there knows me and is like, oh yeah, she always says that. Do you say that to people? So I don't, I don't actually ever say should is the dirtiest word. Oh, so it's just me? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You know, we don't have to be completely the same in the things that we say. Well, the whole um, shooting on yourself thing, like, I do, well, I educate people on that because it, it's a clinical term. I mean, it's in textbooks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'll educate people about it, and then I'll tell them that they're shooting on themselves. But I don't necessarily say that it's a dirty word. I have banned it from my sessions before. People aren't allowed to say it. Okay. So you're probably wondering, like, why? Like, why aren't people allowed to say it? Why is it a dirty word? Why do I say these things? And a lot of it has to do with expectations and the expectations that are set upon you by society, right? What society standards might be. And a lot of the times, and this is just, I've come across this in in my work from the beginning and it became a pattern that I definitely had to look at. A lot of people's self-esteem tends to be really depleted based on what they think that they should be doing. For example, um, one of the biggest ones that I came across was a lot of people were really mad at themselves because say they didn't want to go to college like right after high school or they just didn't want to go to college at all but there's this society standard this unwritten thing that isn't net it's not real but people really do think it's real that that's something that you need to do and it's not necessarily something that you need to do college sometimes isn't for everyone um there's all there's so many other options for certifications and trainings and higher education i mean there's so many different avenues avenues you can take but because someone doesn't meet this expectation that's been created they tend to think less of themselves that they're not good enough they're not meeting this expectation and i'm using the the college thing for example not to tell people that college is bad i loved going to college and i loved going to graduate school i i, I didn't mind either one of them um and that was the route that i took but a lot of people feel less than if it's not for them or they're not good students academically but there's or other financially ad- if it, if it yeah or fi- and financially is huge first of all but Sometimes people think that they're not good enough because they don't meet this this expectation that's placed. Yeah, I think even breaking it down into social situations, you should be uh, have a certain relationship status by a certain age. You should start having children by a certain age. You should own a home. You should, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whatever. You shouldn't 
do a lot of other things that you may not be like within the norm right and like and then i have to ask like what is this norm what is this norm and i i would definitely ask at the end of the day who says who who created this we should be married at a certain time who created that or that you should have kids i mean like yeah just don't want children hello i have a dog I have a dog too, and clearly our dogs are loving to make an appearance on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Happy as a clam over here with her bone, but like, no self awareness whatsoever. No. That's okay. That's okay. I can't even say anything. Penny was out of out of control last week. <laughs> out of control. Yeah. So let's. We should probably talk about why we're even talking about this. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, and Christina can get a little bit more into the self-esteem component, but, you know, we discussed negative core beliefs a little bit in recent episodes and the importance of understanding how much we can control the way that our brains are, are functioning and communicating within itself. The things that we're telling ourselves, that negative dialogue, and the should aspect, this is the social norms, the societal expectations, I mean, they all directly play a part into yeah. self-esteem stuff, negative core beliefs. And a lot of times our negative core beliefs are really solidified by these, um, these like, should situations. So just a, a quick refresher, a negative core belief is a negative overarching statement that we repeat about ourselves in our own internal dialogue. And part of the reason why that's internalized is because we've had experiences over the course of time that we believe solidifies and rationalizes these negative thoughts as truth. Yeah. And so when we're told over and over again that we should or should not be acting a certain way, doing certain things, having certain objects, or meeting certain milestones, that can really reinforce that we're not good enough, that we're failures, or that we're behind in some way yeah and you know I do a lot of work with negative core beliefs I love working on it because I do think that those beliefs need to be challenged Um, and everybody will know that I will say um, you know check your facts you know check double check the facts Um, what's the evidence show me the proof that this is real and that can go with these societal norms because there is no proof that any of that is real it is created by other people and there's no evidence that says you have to do anything by a certain amount of time and it really sets people up to like place like these unrealistic expectations on what their futures are like we can have goals for our long-term goals absolutely we can have short-term goals but sometimes people's goals tend to be unrealistic based on this standard that's not even real that they think that they have to live up to and I can even take it a step further with Danielle what you just said about how someone quote-unquote should be feeling or reacting to a certain thing I can't tell you and I don't know I'm sure you get this too oh I should have I should have said this or um I shouldn't be feeling this way because Mm. I shouldn't be upset about this Mm. wait what just because you you're upset is not a bad thing and that completely it's invalidating first of all to having an emotional experience about anything yeah but also it's a natural function first of all right and second of all part of what goes along with that natural function is the fact that we release certain chemicals at certain times in order to have like healthy responses like when we get upset when we cry you know we're releasing oxytocin and cortisol and 
mm-hmm. you know, other sort of stress chemicals mm-hmm. that will help us manage this situation a little bit better. Yeah. But when we're too worried about how we should or should not feel and um, telling ourselves that we're wrong, invalidating ourselves essentially. Yeah. I mean, like, you, we're actually inhibiting natural functioning that's, like, yep. supposed to be helping us cope. Well, yeah, it's basically taking away your entire process of navigating through an emotion. It's telling yourself immediately that you're wrong. And this is what happens when, when people start internalizing. They start to tell themselves, oh, I shouldn't be upset about this. I shouldn't let this bother me. And then what happens is you start to stuff that emotion down because you don't think that you should be feeling it. And then we all know when you're internalizing things over and over and over again, you're eventually you're going to explode you're a pressure cooker yeah so you're right i mean like the pressure cooker effect i i often use the volcano effect when i'm illustrating it for a client as like that buildup of pressure over time prior to an eruption and the importance of us expressing our emotions little bits as we feel them so that we can relieve some of that pressure yeah and i can you know i can personalize this a little bit too and just be transparent you know i this comes up a lot when I work with people on personal growth, um, especially people, you know, maybe postgraduate college or in that age, like maybe trade school, where they're trying to figure out, you know, what they want to be when they grow up, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I really struggled with this for myself. I tried several different careers before I found this one, or this one found me. But that experience of me trying to navigate around different avenues, I learned a lot about myself, which made me the therapist I am today. So I do believe that things come full circle and that your experiences shape your future and lead you to where you need to be. That I guess I can go off on a tangent about that. So I had this expectation that when I graduated college, I would be in my career of choice for the rest of my life until retirement. And that expectation I had on myself really stressed me out to the point where I became more and more depressed and anxious as the years went on and not being able to figure out what I was passionate about. So I'm grateful now. I mean, I, I don't think I could possibly be happier and settled in my in my decisions, but a lot of people do go through that and that comes up a lot. Like, I don't know what job I want. I don't like my career. Well, okay. Like I know a lot of people who went back. I didn't go to graduate school until I was 29. I know a lot of people who, who didn't get their, um, you know, possible secondary educations or learned a new trade or started something different when they were a little bit older. So that's okay. But what we're trying to say is that I should be doing this at a certain period of time like Danielle brought up these societal norms can really really affect a person and that absolutely like destroyed my negative core belief I mean it really gave or I should say gave it life it gave my negative core belief life because I had such a difficult time so I try and normalize that for a lot of people and not saying that like everyone's going to go down that path because that's not necessarily the case and you really might find your your career right outside of college you really might let's even talk just a quick sidebar with the career thing like it is absolutely jacked up that we're we regularly ask 17 year olds 18 year olds (laughs) to make a decision with the life experience that they have, not that they have no life experience, but that it's not nearly enough, like, in the working world yeah. to have an idea of what you actually want to do for the rest of your life. Absolutely. And we're asking these kids who have had, like, maybe their first, maybe second job to say, you know what, I know exactly, I want to be a uh, an astrophysicist. Yeah. So, it's like, what? Like, that's the most ridiculous thing that I've ever I heard. I agree. And then we see the, a lot of people 
who um, are spending extra time in college because even throughout their education, myself included, I mean, thank God I started college early, you yeah. know, because otherwise I would have I would have taken longer to graduate. And then I did take some time before I went back to grad school, but even moving from, like, within the mental health field, my education and everything, moving from uh, my art therapy mm-hmm. stuff into clinical mental health counseling was directly related to the experience that I had in the workforce and seeing the um, the job market and what my options really were, you know, so it's like totally unfair, but much, much, much along those lines, I mean, you could say that just about any sort of expectation that's out there that we have. I mean, like, you know, let's talk about, um, like, relationships, like, you should be in a relation a committed relationship you should get married you should have a house and two cars and 2.75 kids and you know whatever and do all of that stuff yeah. before you hit 30 oh no. my god like what i was i was like you're not even, you're not even a grown-up i know before 30 it's like so funny you're not a grown-up at 30 well okay so let's take a quick break and we're gonna get back to that relationship thing because i want to talk about a few things on that okay we'll be back so back to this relationship thing and the expectations on relationships and and, you know that is a huge i think a huge topic but what i often see in my experience and i can even say in my in my personal life um which i'm not going to get into too much detail about that but um with clients that i work with you know sometimes people end up staying in a relationship with someone that is unhealthy because they feel like they should be in a relationship. So say um, all of your friends are, you know, married, whatever, and you feel like, you know, you, you're in a relationship, even though you're not happy, you have this expectation, well, I should be getting married, I should be in this relationship, everyone else is in a relationship. And we look to society and people around us to dictate that for us, when in, in reality, you can be furthering your own, well, you, you could be aiding to your own negative core beliefs, as well as staying in some in a situation that's unhealthy for you and that just brings up a whole nother can of worms yeah yeah the 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 should thing can go a really long way I mean I come from uh and you know you can relate to this I'm sure but I come from a family that has a pretty rich ethnic heritage traditions and all of that and so it's like you know family comes first well, and, and I was raised that way, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. In all honesty, I'm pretty about it. But there are um, there are issues with that, with the shoulding thing. You know, you should be at family functions. You should have relationships mm-hmm. with people. You should, should, should. When we break things down and, and really look at it, a lot of the most dysfunctional relationships happy with happen within family units whether it's extended or you know your immediate family and so we should maintain relationships with people like no no right exactly especially this comes up a lot too that people who are in um family dynamics which happen to be abusive people think that they should maintain a relationship with this member of their family because they're family, but sometimes these situations are abusive and, un- and unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and the thing is that there's nothing that you should be doing other than taking care of yourself and figuring out what works and does not work for the mm-hmm. life that you want to lead. You know, so we keep talking about should and how everybody says that you should or should not do whatever. And the situations where we hear about that, 
But, like, what do we actually do? Well, to me, this is a boundary thing. I'm glad that you even said that because I was actually going to say it's about setting up boundaries. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing wrong with the word no. People don't like it. And you're going to get pushed back at first when you start to set those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Just because the natural order of things, and if I get into the science aspect of it, mm-hmm. that kind of breaks things down a little bit differently where, you know, you discuss, like, um, behavioral patterns and uh, need needing and all that stuff. And I'm not going to get into that too much today, but... People-pleasing. People-pleasing, sure. The behavioral patterns have to shift when you set boundaries. And that means that there's going to be people who are unhappy with that unexpected response. And so you, a lot of times people get pushed back. You'll see like difficulties in relationships when somebody begins to set boundaries. However, after the boundary is set and after people start adjusting to the boundary and the new interactions, mm-hmm. um, the whole dynamic becomes so much healthier and everybody's so much happier because you don't have this like this strain and the essentially guilt that people are, yeah, are putting on one another. You know, it's incredible that a, a little word like should can really do so much internal um, damage to someone yeah. and it sets so much pressure on someone. And just to sort of like um, give a little bit of a synopsis as to how all this ties together, there are societal expectations of people that people do listen to. And especially at a young age, you hear these things, you're taught these things by you know, your caregivers or people that are older than you and you believe that you need to reach this expectation, but is that expectation realistic or unrealistic? And it might be realistic for one person, but not realistic for you. That brings up a really good point of like the family culture because these societal expectations, we keep using societal expectations just because it's a good like overarching, you know, description or whatever, but um, the family expectations are like that family culture is a whole different beast. Yeah. Where like, you know, you, whether it's because of like ethnicity or religious beliefs or just the way that your family operates, mm-hmm. they're having different expectations of the way that you behave. Like, yeah. you know, in some Asian cultures, the oldest son, for instance, is expected to care for the parents once they become elderly and unable right. to care for themselves. In um, in my family, it's like a a matriarch and a matriarchy, and and like the oldest woman in each generation, it has like all of the power, mm-hmm. but also all of the responsibility. So like, forget it. If I'm not at a family function, I'm getting hell for it. Yeah, I feel like that can be a whole nother. That's a big one. But the should piece of things doesn't even feel like sh- like should when you look at the word itself is not a um like a uh, an absolute like you have to right it's a strong suggestion mm-hmm. it would be in the best interest of everyone involved if you did do this right or um it's strongly encouraged that you do do this or it's most acceptable when you do this right but we take should as like, a must yeah like, like I have to do this because this is what was told to me yeah like you will be shamed. Yeah. Cue the shame bell. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I had that. <laughs> I had that app, the shame bell that. app. Oh my gosh. And I ring it at people. I when used, I was, when I I used was to doing, do that in group. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I would ring it at people. I did too. They did things that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Shouldn't oh my God. be doing. 
Like, um... Like, breaking rules or talking out of turn and stuff like that. Yeah, or even, like, if the group it was, like, helping out one person in particular with, like, a, um, like, deflection or something like right. that. And they did it, I'd ring the bell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I did that when I worked in Resi. When yeah. I worked with the, uh, young adult population, <laughs> shame bell came out a lot, yeah. so. Yeah. And they got a kick out of it, because it was funny, because who doesn't watch Game of Thrones? There are people who don't believe me. I know, and I don't understand. Christina has watched all seven seasons of Game of Thrones about 150 times just this year. Whatever, eight seasons. Jeez. It's the go-to. It's my. It's my. Makes she me says go- it tames her. It does. Well, I'm, I'm I'm rewatching Wentworth now, so that's my other go-to. I can't stand that show. You gave it two episodes. Two. I had to deal with a client. You you only gave it two episodes. I told you to get to the second season. You're it would, I can't would, invest. I cannot invest. I don't in understand. I don't understand. For a show that I don't like. I don't understand. I don't get it. Anyway, I just can't hide my disappointment. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so let me just wrap this up real quick. Because we did go up, this is a very, um, this topic is rather gray, right? There's no like black and white way to talk about this. But a lot of people get caught up in what they should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing. And it's very invalidating, especially when you're trying to find yourself, explore goals, explore options, as well as navigate your feelings. You are allowed to feel however it is you need to feel in that moment. It's how you manage your feelings. That's where like the the dysfunction can come in when you don't manage it in a healthy way. But you need to feel those things or you run the risk of internalizing and exploding. And then you run the risk of unhealthy behavioral patterns, people pleasing, you know, saying not not having strong boundaries to be able to set with people, you know, so a lot of that all comes into play based on this one little word. That's why I say it's such a dirty word because it can have such a significant impact on it's someone. It's just so incredibly detrimental to our health, to our self-esteem, mm-hmm. and to our relationship with others when we put ourselves in this box that as individuals we don't necessarily fit in. Right. With this expectation of ourselves that we may not even realize is our, uh, that we're placing on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, it's, the whole thing is just, it's such a mess. Shoulding. Maybe now you'll use should as a dirty word. I probably won't. Oh, okay. I'm gonna get a t-shirt made that says that. You can probably find one. You're like, ah, oh yeah, I probably could. I can find t-shirts that say just about anything. You can make one. I got a sweatshirt that says indoorsy. Like outdoor, like indoorsy. I get it. Yeah, it's funny. It makes me laugh. <laughs> well, I should not have to feel like I have to laugh at Christina's dumb jokes. I, I don't understand. My jokes are dumb. Who says. That was like a dad joke. Oh, indoorsy. you were making a joke. Indoorsy. You just said. Well, I'm just talking about my sweatshirt that I like. Yeah, but you think it's funny, but it's like, it's, it's funny to me because you think it's funny because it's like so dumb. What is happening here? <laughs> what is happening? Are you gaslighting me? Is this what's happening? No. no. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> oh my gosh. On that note, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah. Seriously. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to, how to wrap this up. 
So hopefully you got the gist of, you know, what we were talking about. And, you know, I really, Danielle and I welcome you guys to drop some comments on our Instagram page, um, No BS Therapy. So No BS Therapy, um, at No BS Therapy on Instagram. We do like to hear from you guys to know, you know, whether or not you want us to maybe talk about, expand on this a little bit more. Um, Maybe there's something else that you want to talk about. I know that Danielle put out a poll earlier this week. So definitely go check us out. Um, on Instagram, or you can check me out on um, TikTok um, at No BS Therapy, same as our Instagram handle um, on TikTok. All right, just a friendly reminder, guys, before we wrap up, there is no amount of should that should be placed on you. You can feel how you want to feel. Mm-hmm. You can do what you want to do. You can live your life the way that you want to live your life. And if somebody is telling you that you should, then maybe you should consider your boundaries with that person. Mm-hmm. And also, disclaimer, should in a healthy way. I mean, live your life in a healthy way. Not go, you know, I want to I wanna run every red light just because I could, so I'm going to no matter what anyone's, because someone says I shouldn't. We mean in a, in a healthy way and engaging in healthy behaviors. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, thanks for sticking with us again this episode. Stay tuned. We look forward to hearing uh, your feedback for more topics. We are not afraid to go there, so feel free no, to definitely not. ask about absolutely anything. We'll see you next week.